Welcome to a new episode on the Luminous Star podcast. Hi, I'm Cassandra, and I would, again, welcome <laughs> welcome to the Luminous Star podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about how sometimes the narcissist can become very uncomfortable when you start to gain confidence in vocalizing how you're experiencing the relationship with them. Okay, I know that was a mouthful, but pretty much I want you guys to know what we're going to be talking about. So go ahead and get relaxed, uh, maybe get some libations or, you know, something to drink, something to snack on. We're going to be uh, talking about a few things. I want to go ahead and remind everyone that you can find me on the Luminous Star channel. Um, there are videos every week. And also you can find me on my website, luminousstarchannel.com. Okay, so uh, those who have a history of bullying you, such as a narcissist, most of the time they're going to start to become very uncomfortable when you start vocalizing uh, what you're going through in the relationship. Okay, there are shenanigans. There are diabolical tactics, right? The things that they tend to do in order to obtain source supply. When you start to begin to gain more confidence and, and talking about what you're going through, they're going to start to become very uncomfortable and they're not going to have a problem showing you how uncomfortable they are. Sometimes they will go into the narcissistic rage tactics. Sometimes they will smear a campaign. Sometimes they will recruit flying monkeys in order to help them get you back in line, right? Maybe they want to hoover you back in if you have already started going no contact or if you have had it up to here, you know, with all of their shenanigans and you have said, okay, enough is enough. I'm out, right? They may pull all types of shenanigans to show you that they don't think that it's a good idea for you to start vocalizing how you are experiencing the relationship with him or her. Okay, so, um, you know, sometimes when you start to become familiar with being sad, okay, or feeling sad, maybe being in a state of depression, some of you have gone to counselors, some of you are currently going to counselors behind your experiences uh, with the narcissist. And this is great. You have a support base already. I advocate that. Okay, so the thing about it, though, sometimes narcissists, when they find out that you have anything good going for yourself, they will come in and they will attempt to dismantle everything you have going on. And this is also another attempt of them showing you that they don't like you having a voice. Okay, because really, when you think about it, when you look at the narcissist relationship, not only does it have subtle signs of codependency, <clears throat> but very often you may find yourself disappearing or getting lost in the sauce of that relationship. What can that look like? Sometimes it looks like you don't have an identity or you're having an, an identity crisis in that relationship. What else does it look like? Well, you're fading off in the background. You're disappearing. Okay. You don't have a voice. Maybe you are not confident in using your voice. Very often in a relationship, we're going to have to learn how to vocalize what we're thinking, feeling, who you, who we are, right? Our dreams and, and all that. What does that take? That takes voice. You have to start talking about how you're experiencing the relationship, what you're experiencing, what you would like to experience. See, a narcissist is not comfortable with that, okay? Because they're bullies at the end of the day. So don't be surprised when you start to vocalize how you're experiencing the relationship with him or her. They're going to think that maybe it's their mission in life to knock you back down a peg or two. Okay. So a lot of you have already gone through this. All right. So, um, 
when you are uh, considering what influences, okay, the relationship to or what influences you to become uncomfortable with vocalizing anything, you know, just something you don't like, right? It can be something they say or do. The narcissist may pull a shenanigan and you're like, okay, that was over the top. Sometimes if you are, uh, if you become familiar or you are aware of what influences you to become uncomfortable with telling them at that moment that you don't like what they did, you don't like what they said, that's very powerful. Just becoming aware of what exactly makes you uncomfortable with vocalizing that or giving voice to that or pulling them to pulling the narcissist to the side and saying, you know what? I, you know, I don't like what you just did. I don't like what you just said. Uh, of course, if it's, if it's concerning you. Okay. So if you have any, if you have any discomfort with that, more than likely there's a root cause to that. And if you're not familiar with that, guess what? The narcissist more than likely when they attempt to knock you back down a peg or two or to, or to get you back in line or to beat you back into shape. You know, I kind of hate to put it that way, but you guys get the gist of it, right? The narcissist more than likely will be successful in gaslighting you into believing in or thinking, perhaps even feeling that you are out of line instead of them being out of line, them being out of pocket because they did something that was so horrible, you know, and you feel badly about it. You're angry, you're pissed, but what influences you to be uncomfortable with giving voice to that. See, that's going to be your issue, not the narcissist. Think about it. Many times when you have thought about defending yourself, what caused you to back down from doing so? That's what I mean by getting down to the root cause of what's influencing you to feel uncomfortable with using your voice. Okay, so uh, you can start building confidence. Okay, to giving to giving things uh, giving things your voice, giving the narcissist your voice. You know, you've ever heard that saying, uh, giving them a piece of my mind. Okay, the narcissist is like being in the center of your mind, so you may not want to give them any more of your mind, right? But when you start to gain or build confidence in giving your voice to something, it's going to be a game changer. Game over for them, game changer for you. Why? Because now you are showing signs that you are outgrowing the narcissist relationship. Even if the narcissist starts to show, right? Show signs. They may turn up on the shenanigans. Okay. They may turn up on the diabolical tactics. All of this, what? To try to get you back under their control. When they start doing that, that's also a sign that you are accepting that you are outgrowing the narcissist relationship because before maybe you weren't that, you know, maybe you wasn't that uncomfortable. Maybe it didn't bother you as much when they started to show signs that they were trying to knock you back down a peg or two, because maybe the way they were doing it, they put a little sugar on it instead of vinegar. Okay. Maybe they were, in other words, they were covert. So you weren't quite certain if they were pulling your leg or not, you weren't quite certain that they were insulting you or not. Okay. Because again, they put a little sugar on it. They were more covert and getting source supply, but now it's more blatant. Okay. They have turned up on trying to control you. Why? Because you're changing and they don't like that. Narcissists don't like change. 
Okay. So when you start to vocalize, you know, or express what you're experiencing, they're going to turn up perhaps on exploiting your capacity to express what you're experiencing. They start to exploit when you start to express. Okay. So, uh, usually, you know, it goes down that way, but, um, you know, when you start to show signs that you are accepting that you are outgrowing that relationship, this is very, again, very powerful. And you are well on your way to not only building that confidence to giving voice to something, but also giving yourself permission to exist on this planet the way you would like to. Okay. Of course we, you know, we have responsibilities there. We can't always do everything we want to do, but in the relationship with a narcissist, you're going to have to practice. Okay. You're going to have to start practicing, giving voice to something. Okay. Start expressing what you are, you are experiencing. See, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, well, I don't want to come off like a narcissist. Well, I don't want to be the bad girl or the bad guy. I don't want to seem like I'm being difficult. Remember, you're dealing with a person who has a dark personality type, such as a narcissist. Think about it. Do you think they stop and ask themselves, well, well, maybe they're going to, you know, they're going to think I'm too, you know, I'm a bad person or maybe I shouldn't do it. No, narcissists don't have that moment. (laughs) They don't have that moment. Just think about it. Do they ever stop and consider what you're going to be experiencing? No, which is actually one of my overall points. You're going to have to give yourself permission. This is, it's time to stop waiting for the narcissist to change their mind or their heart about you. No, when you think about it, perhaps you've been groomed, okay, by a narcissist or maybe another bully in your life. You have been groomed to behave, think, and or feel a particular way that will get them their way. And you're left stuck. You're left perhaps feeling defeated. Okay, but when you start to gain clarity and gain confidence, right, in what you're experiencing, then you're also probably going to gain some confidence in vocalizing or giving voice to what you're thinking, feeling, and or what you're noticing in the relationship with a narcissist. Because at the end of the day, they really want you to be quiet and just, you know, they want you to shut up and take it. Think about how they give the silent treatment. This is one of the ways that they, this is one of the tactics that they use in order to get you back in line or to control you. Okay. So uh, giving yourself permission to experience more pleasant, positive, and healthy relationships. Okay. What does that look like? You know, nobody's perfect. As they say, nobody's perfect. So this is not about trying to become a saint. This is not about expecting anybody else to become a saint for you. No, this is about you learning how to become more vocal about what you're experiencing when it comes to any relationship. Just think about how people relate to each other. But the way the narcissists relate to other people is very problematic. It's a problem. It's an issue. You know, it causes drama. Sometimes it, it causes karma. You know, ever think about sometimes how some people end up with bad luck after they deal with a narcissist? Well, because the narcissist you know, when they start to extract what they want from other people, at the end of the day, they're demonstrating how they don't have a problem with using people in order to get what they want. They don't have a problem with that. And how do people feel after they realize that they've been had, they've been violated, perhaps they've been played. They don't feel very good. They're angry. Perhaps they're sad, but you know, you better believe they're probably going to think and feel some way about it. 
But at the end of the day, when you start to show signs that you are outgrowing the narcissist relationship, best believe the narcissist is probably going to be very uncomfortable with that. So are you prepared? Okay. Are you prepared to experience that? Are you confident enough to give voice to that? What do I mean? When they start pulling shenanigans and they're trying to knock you back down to size, are you ready to give voice to that? Are you ready to express what you're experiencing? This does not mean that you're confronting the narcissist like you're going to fight fire with fire. I'm not saying that. I'm not suggesting that you do that. What I'm saying is, are you prepared to go ahead and start to give voice to that and say, you know what? Um, you know, for instance, they may they may make a snide remark, right? You may be taking a class that you've been wanting to take for a long time. So maybe you're going back to school to get a license or you're going somewhere to get a trade or uh, uh, to practice something or you're getting a certification or credentials. You're getting everything lined up so maybe you can make some more money, right? Okay, so the narcissist, they may make a, sl- a slime remark about that and say, oh, you know, you're too old to go back to school or uh, you're not smart enough, okay? Are you prepared to give voice to that to use your voice and say you know what I don't like what you said I don't agree with what you said you know but you know I'm gonna do what I want to do this is what's best for me and I'm gonna go ahead with it it's not that you're trying to prove to the narcissist you're good enough you know it's not even about that it's about your practicing giving yourself permission to not only have a voice but an identity you don't have an identity crisis anymore because you're a person who is choosing to exist on this planet by his or her terms, regardless of what the narcissist says and or feels about it. That's powerful. Okay, that's a game changer too. Game over for the narcissist, game changer for you. All right, so giving yourself permission to live your life, whether that's relationships, getting more money, you know, financially, emotionally, spiritually, the whole nine. How do you want to exist? Are you giving voice to that? Okay, are you a person who is choosing what's best for him or her. Maybe you have children. Maybe you have loved ones who who count on you. Okay? So when you are feeling better, then guess what? They're going to benefit as well. The narcissist doesn't care anything about that. They just want, they're about the control, not the connection. They don't care about connecting with you. You know, just think about your experiences with narcissists. You know, just think about what they say. So I, I don't want you to focus on that, like to stay stuck. But just, you know, when you reflect on that, you know, just think about that, how is that theme seems to unfold just in that way. It seems like they want to control, not connect. Okay. So uh, just, just something to think about. I know this is one of the things that I've noticed um, on along my journey, right? To have, you know, having a better experience with people overall is something that I think most of us would like at the end of the day. It's about the connection for most people. But when it comes down to those who have a narcissistic personality, you know, a lot of times it's about the control, not the connection, which is also the reason why a lot of us have uh, this conflict with those who have dark personalities, because they tend to come off as bullies. With the rest of us, we want to connect and we want to get along, not so we can just fade off in the background and become this small person in the connection. No. So we can both come to, so we all can come together and be able to be comfortable in that relationship. You, you, you know, when you give voice to something, you don't have to worry about getting cut off. You don't have to worry about being smear campaigned. You don't have to worry about having the narcissistic rage unleashed on you like it is with a narcissist. 
all these and so many other things that you have to worry about is emotionally stressful. Sometimes it's financially stressful to be involved with a narcissist, okay? Because you're trying to please him or her. Just think about it. This may be one of the reasons why you are perhaps influenced to back down when you're when you're in you know when your inner voice is saying, "Look, speak up. Tell that person you don't like what they said or did." Right? Especially when they don't seem to have a problem with doing it to you. Okay, they don't have a problem with giving voice to what they don't like. It's not about them really doing something to you, but when they, you know, just think about it. Narcissists, they don't have a problem with vocalizing what they don't like. They don't have a problem with going ahead and doing what they want to do, especially if they think they can get away with it. Okay, they don't, they don't stop to ask, you know, permission. But why, why would you? There, there's a root cause to that. Okay, so once you discover what that is, you don't even have to talk to the narcissist about it. Who cares what they think and or feel? But I said that, I asked that question because believe it or not, a lot of us do care about what the narcissist thinks and or feel when we're right in the middle of the relationship with him or her. But sometimes after the relationship is over, we start, we, we can shave it back, look at the big picture and we start to look at that and we may cringe when we think about how much we really did care and how much the narcissist didn't care. Okay, so that's one of the, I think that's one of the influences of a person, you know, just swallowing their voice and and just shriveling back down, dwarfing themselves back down in that relationship because they are afraid that they're going to come off problematic, like a narcissist. They're going to, they're afraid that they're going to come off like a bad person. Okay, and they do think about, or they do care about what the narcissist thinks and or feels. They're trying to please the narcissist. Think about it, right? You know, because when you're trying to please somebody, the last thing you want to do is make them think that or have them thinking that you're not um, you're not acceptable. At the end of the day, a lot of people, people who are invested in a narcissist, they're emotionally invested. They want to be uh, validated by the narcissist. They want to appease the narcissist because they really do care about what the narcissist thinks and or feels about them. They want the narcissist approval. Okay. And this is not, I'm not scolding. I'm not pointing this out because I think people should, uh, you know, beat themselves out up about it, but think about it. At the end of the day, the narcissist really does, you know, they come off like a bully. And sometimes when you want to be in the club, you try to figure out how to please that person. You know, what's that saying? If you can't beat them, join them. So that's just, you know, an analogy about thinking about how you tend to, and when I say you, I mean just in general, you know, people, they can just end up uh, pleasing the narcissist, but not really look at the root cause of why they would want to do so. Okay. And a lot of times this stems back to our childhoods. Okay. So, uh, you know, continue to invest the time and energy on yourself rather than on the narcissist relationship. This is something that's uh, a game changer. Narcissists, they tend to not like to see this brand new you. So, because they don't like change. So they tend to not forgive people who tend to outgrow him or her, outgrow the narcissist relationship. Narcissists tend to have a hard time accepting that because all of that screams change. To a narcissist, Change equates to losing control.
tool number one, consider a healthier lifestyle. You know, one of the things that I learned is that food is mood. Now, I'm not telling you what to eat. Don't worry. (laughs) I have considered eating healthier for myself, right? And I I actually do this. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Every now and then I do like to have certain things. You know, I I haven't given up chocolate cake yet, for instance. But uh, yeah, consider a healthier lifestyle. Now, for me, I have found that when I am feeling better, not only am I looking better, but I have a better outlook on life, period. I'm in a better mood. Okay? So consider a healthier lifestyle. For you, that may mean getting an extra one to two hours of sleep. We, we need sleep to be healthy, right? Another thing that may be a healthier lifestyle for you is to drink an extra uh, glass of water. Maybe you're, you know, you're going to be eating more vegetables. Maybe you're walking a little bit more. Maybe you're going to the gym. Maybe you have a gym membership. Maybe you're working with a personal trainer. Maybe, I mean, it could be all types of things, right? But consider a healthier lifestyle. Because when you're you're living and dealing with a narcissist, just think about it. It is draining. Your overall well-being is being compromised. Okay? That goes double for your mental health, by the way. So consider a healthier lifestyle. Tool number two, manage your expectations and consider if the, expect, if the expectations of others are in alignment to who you are now, not who you were in the past. Okay, so manage your expectations, not only of yourself, but of others. And remember, when the narcissist or anyone else has expectations of you, please consider if this is agreeable, if this is doable. If this is something that is in alignment to who you are now, not who you were in the past, okay? Keep in mind that you are evolving, growing, and thriving past narcissist relationships, okay? It's a process. Your health and healing is not a contest, but a commitment to your overall well-being, okay? So your overall, you know, your health, your well-being is not a contest, but it is a commitment, Okay, tool number three, make a decision on what your support-based blueprint looks like. Okay, you're going to have to build or you're going to have to draw the blueprint of your support base. Who's going to be involved? Okay, what is involved when it comes down to your support base? Everybody's support base is not the same. Your support base, however, more than likely will expose you to people, places, and things that might frighten you, okay, and make you feel a little bit uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable. You may, you know, you may feel like giving up from time to time, but I'm here to tell you from experience, don't give up on yourself. The narcissist may give up, you know, right? They may give up on love. They may give up on anything sacred or positive. They may give up on you, but don't you give up on you, okay? I just want to encourage you to do that. Do not give up on you. Continue to focus on your overall well-being. All right. So um, an effective support base tends to involve or pardon me, an an effective support base tends to invoke feelings, emotions and thoughts that can be challenging. Okay, so sometimes, you know, it might be a little frightening there. You may be you may start to wonder if you're going in the right direction by having a support base, but ask yourself this question. Okay. Here's a critical, actually I have a critical question. 
Uh, I had one, but I'm going to add, I'm going to, I'm going to have you ask yourself two, or I'm going to suggest that you ask yourself two critical questions. Okay. The first one is, are you feeling obligated? Okay. To saving yourself or your narcissist from unresolved painful issues. So who are you trying to save? Okay. Yourself, the narcissist, perhaps yourself and the narcissist, but at the end of the day, who are you really responsible for yourself or the narcissist? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Second critical question. What have you gone through? What has your, let me rephrase that second critical question. What have your experiences been with narcissism? Just consider that. It may seem like it's, it's a big question, but I think it's a deep one because all of us in one way or another are being affected by narcissism. Okay. Signs of narcissistic traits. Okay. In relationship, outside the relationship, in society, you know, everywhere. But this does not mean that you have to walk on eggshells. No. In your lifetime, you don't have to do that. It's, it's all, you know, sometimes it's an intimidation tactic to get you to what? Be under con- under the control of a narcissist. The narcissist may be doing all types of things to get you to be up under their control. But guess what? At the end of the day, you are obligated to yourself. You may have loved ones that you are responsible for, but really at the end of the day, you have to make sure your overall well-being is on point. It's a commitment, not a contest. Okay, and I just felt like I had to reiterate that. So an effective support base is designed to have you practice focus tools. Okay, and what does that mean? That means thoughts, feelings, emotions may be a little bit challenging from time to time because you're practicing mindfulness, for instance. You're practicing emotional discipline. You're practicing boundaries. You're respecting boundaries. All these things you may not be familiar with. Okay, the narcissist definitely is not familiar with it. But when you start to show signs that you are outgrowing that relationship, remember the narcissist, they're not going to like you starting to have this voice that may try to, you know, uh, turn up on uh, certain shenanigans in, in hopes that you will be under their control again. Okay, or controlled by them. And at the end of the day, I still say really no one can control you because you have choices. You have free will to make choices. But yeah, people can sometimes influence and have you feel like you're being controlled. But at the end of the day, you know, we still have that free will to make choices. But remember, the narcissist tends to be obligated to their, or loyal, really, that's a better word. They tend to be loyal to their false self-images. From that of a martyr to a saint to a victim who cannot seem to catch a break. So guess what? If a bully has that type of mentality, the last thing they're going to want, okay, the last thing they're going to want is you to have a voice and identity because that's going to dismantle their attempts to effectively gaslight you into believing that you don't matter, okay? So this does not mean they're not, they're not going to perhaps attempt to gaslight or attempt to turn up on the narcissistic rage tactics or other tactics, right? Pulling shenanigans. It doesn't mean that they won't attempt. This means that they won't be effective. 
right? They won't be effective. Big difference. Somebody can try something, but that doesn't mean that they're going to succeed. Yeah, it can go either way, right? But again, at the end of the day, the choice is yours. Give yourself permission to vocalize or to give voice to what you're experiencing. I'm Cassandra, and I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. And friendly reminder, you can find me on YouTube at Luminous Star Channel. Until next time, take care. Thank you.